When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. The secret to summer-ready skin is here. Osea's number one best-selling Andaria Algae Body Oil, clinically proven to instantly improve skin elasticity and transform dry skin to silky, soft, and unbelievably glowing. Its signature scent of freshly squeezed grapefruit, cypress, and mango mandarin transports you to sun-kissed summer days. Get healthy, glowing skin for summer with clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code GLOW at OseaMalibu.com. Stay on the ball and keep your eyes on the road. Don't lift your phone while in the car. Drive smart. Check. What's That's happening, a great mate? man, Si. How, How are, are you? you? I love what you see, old Bean. You too, mate. I be yeah. driving my Uncle Charlie. Right, should I put the meter on? We're going to go. <laughs> How are you, all right? We're fine, let's go. Smells gorgeous, this by the way. Is that you in the motor? I think it's me, it's my lovely aftershave. What is it, Drip? A historical aftershave, I had a bottle of that once. That was old Saturday night aftershave, wasn't it? Right, mate, we're at um, your second love, St. Lun. <laughs> Do you want to go out now? <laughs> what, um, this what? is my true love. Uh-huh. Oh, uh, you know, last week I was at um, the opening game of the season, they get turned over with Infermline in the League Cup and the Betfred Cup. But the open was on, why do we turn this music down? The open was on. Uh, the cricket was on, the tennis was on at Wimbledon. And you know what, Simon? This was where I'd want to be. The Tell green, green grass of Paisley. Uh, you like that new stadium, or do you prefer Old Love Street? Let's we drive past Love Street. We're going to go there now, to be, uh, yeah. We're not it's, it's a wee toddle, yeah. Just um, before we start, what we're driving today? What's the motor? Some uh, beef? Well, no, it's murder. It's not, <laughs> see, I, see, Simon, I'm a car snob. I've always had well, badges. Right? I've always had cars I couldn't afford. This is not my car. Well, you can afford very this easy. You can pay this easy. You can have, my car has a wee um, bubbling paintwork. My Jaguar has a bubbling paintwork. So this is a courtesy car that went me. And very, <clears throat> and very nice it is too, but um, not my style. So the, you've got a Jaguar, huh? Take I know we'll do the thing about roads. Well, I'll try to hope so. <laughs> in, in retirement. But you... you there's a lot of times I drove a manual car. You used to oh, you automatic, used to, uh, to, uh, automatic cars. You want me to do the gears now? <laughs> and I think in a road safety film. So oh, sorry. <laughs> Have you ever had anyone else do the stick while you're driving? <laughs> That's a long story. <laughs> We've got uh, our seatbelts on yeah, as well. Do you always ride yes. safely? Yeah, I do. I, I'm, I think in terms of road safety, the older you get, the more sensible you come. You know, mm. there is a, a folly of youth. Um, but... You, you look out, you learn to look out for lunatics. There's more and more bump points on the road. Not tell us about it. What age were you when you first started, Ryan? Yeah, so I, I had um, my father, who my stepdad, who was the man who got me into St. Martin things, a huge St. Martin fan, because I was never a St. Martin fan as a kid. But he, he got me in it. We just going up to Hove Street up here and we'll turn left and past where the stadium used to be. But he got me into that and he rode motorbikes. So he used to work in Dyke Bar Hospital um, as an engineer. And I used to go on a Saturday morning in the back of the motorbike, and while he was working, he only worked at 12 o'clock, 
I could ride the motorbike about the grounds if you didn't need a licence. So when I turned 16, I passed my motorbike test like that, and he gave me his bike and bought himself a new bike, which was brilliant. So I had a oh, motorbike excellent. when I was 16, and the motorbike test wasn't quite so complicated then. All oh, the lights are stopped here, so we can get, see, there's where the ground is. Oh, is that where it was? That's where it is, where these houses are. And all the streets, and I was in a committee uh, for the town council in Paisley, and all these streets are named after St Man Legends in there. Right. Where the, where this, obviously Tony Fitzpatrick and all the guys, you know, that are, that are uh, they named the streets is that after them. I, I think they, um, I think that was a cul-de-sac. <laughs> <laughs> this is where the terrace and, uh, the, and the, this ended with just turnstiles and my, oh, my dad used to go in there before he got a season ticket holder, became a season ticket holder, so great memories of the place. Give us a Gaza story, because we never finished it. Aye, sorry, so Gaza played for Rangers, he comes up on the road in a plane with uh, my son and Sally's mother and um, Keith was always new into football, and he, but Gaza sat beside them and Keith had a, a Game Boy or something, so Gaza wanted to play Keith's Game Boy. They got talking, something to get on the motorbike. Even Keith realised this is guy's probably quite famous as a football player, and he said to him, you might know my dad. And Gaza said, yeah, yeah, yeah. So they got talking and Gaza said to him, I get stuff from Hammer Davidson. See that junction there, time away? See that... Stop, it doesn't say slow down, it says stop. And yeah. there's old Joe with that. The police stopped the guy and said, Why didn't you stop at that junction? The boy says, I slowed down. And the police said, Look, if I start hitting you with my baton, do you want me to stop or slow down? <laughs> well, I remember that. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, so Keith Gaza gave me at Ibrooks one day, I was going in, and he said, I met your lad, love the lad. He says, I'm going to, I said, Look, Paul, you don't have to do all that. He said, oh, I get stuff from Harley Davidson, I'll get him. Jackets. I said, no, no. He said, no, are you in here on Friday? I said, yeah, probably will be. Anyway, come in, and sure enough, he, his old pal, Five Bellies, Jimmy, was, um, had stuff, sent him out to the car, and he produced all this leather, Harley Davidson leather jacket, jumpers, wow. T-shirts, gave them all to Keith. Brilliant. It's Keith Brilliant, delighted, huh? Oh, it was... He, he kind of was cynical, this will not happen, but it was... It was a brilliant gesture. I mean, Paul Gascoigne is one of the most generous people. It's terrible what's happened to the fella, but he was one of the most generous people I've ever met in his life, and he, in my life, and he, and he brightened up Keith's life at that yeah. time. It was it was a great thing to do. Right. Were you any good, Chai? At training? I was running right at training. Was I any good, Simon? I've seen you play, so. <laughs> you can't compare it to that, though. And I watch. I watch. I was all right. I was, uh, I was, um, I think... I was what was traditionally called in the tactical side of the game a shite bag, <laughs> <laughs> but I could I, I could I could run I could dribble I could cross a ball I was a wee fine winger then I became a kind of what used to be called an inside right I could see a pass, but when when the game we got I played the for Albion Motors and we got the quarter final of the Scottish Amateur Cup, and we played Knocking Tibber down in Ayrshire, and Knocking Tibber beat us four 0 and I'm convinced. And we played that game at our home ground at Yoker, we'd have got on. Oh, Yoker's rough, the cup. No, that was our place. <laughs> <laughs> so there's, that's the training ground up here, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So that's where Jim so up there, Goodwin's up there. That's the, the future, that. that's where the golden era is being nourished even now. I tell you something, they have produced a couple of good ones, haven't they? Well, you look at the players that have come through, I mean, McGinn, McLean, Stevie Marlin, you know, they've, 
I mean, Tusserman players in the Scotland midfield yeah. a few weeks back, which was fantastic. Clean, good academy, yeah. yeah so, and my, I, I, beyond me, I mean, there's Celtic sticking out for oh, the, you know the, the demanding the right fee for Kieran Tierney, and yet they squabbled over three million for John McGinn. Been, so uh, yeah, that's a bit double-sided, is it not? And the boy Lewis Morgan, he played on the night. Yeah, Morgan, really like, know. Morgan was brilliant for Simon, you know, he, he, and he's still. And and all these these players, uh, uh, Simon, the fans, they do their shift for the club, and they get your chance to move on to the bigger money. And everybody understands that. And there's no one. I don't think there's any Simon players who come back to play with somebody else and are, are roundly booed mm. by by Simon fans. I mean, it's an understanding of where the club is. Um, so and and, I, and some of these guys that have played have been absolutely brilliant. Uh-huh. Uh, right, I know you're sharing the car by sex squad now, but let's get back to the other one, Rod Stewart. Ah, uh, brilliant. He used to, Rod used to drink. <coughs> he used to go when he came up for games, even at Hamden. He drank the wee barrel, which is no there, not not there anymore in, in Love Street. Brilliant wee pub. He used to drink brandy and port. I remember getting a few <sighs> times. Ah, that's a severe. Stephen. <coughs> yeah. So. Um, great guy, and, and he, he afforded me. I did a program called um, "It's a Check Thing," and the idea was to be we were going to go and interview. Was, the original idea was the six most famous Scots. I know Rod isn't strictly speaking Scottish, modern yeah. Scottish, but he, you know he, he's all the Scotsmen that, that a lot of people aren't who are born in this country. And he was brilliant. So it was Rod Stewart. Um, it was going to be Sean Connery, etc., um, etc., et and. Um, Dolly Parton, who believes somewhere down her roots are Scottish, right. I was particularly keen to see. She looks like she's very possible, doesn't you? Dolly's roots. Um, <laughs> and <laughs> but Ruby Wax turned up doing a programme with Dolly Parton just as we were about to go and film it. And the BBC didn't want two documentaries back to back, so, so you got binned. I ditched my Dolly, <laughs> but we did Rod in Chicago. Played football with him, not a bad player. Uh-huh. He was at he was at Brentford, wasn't he? As a kid, and he could he could play, and we we played a couple of games just with the staff and all that, which was used in the program. Uh, and he's just a brilliant guy, just just a brilliant human being. Yeah, uh-huh. he is, he is, you know. And I've uh, he's been very good to me. The, the comedy, see, these are our guys. You know that. Uh, a P is someone who's just passed their test recently. Oh, I know that, mate. So I'm very considerate. I've only that. passed, I've only been driving a couple of years. Have you? 30 hours when I passed. That's not a couple of years. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know how we Paul McGowan's just passed as well? Is he? Another sitting down legend, uh, he's another just reason, Another reason to get off the road. <laughs> what, uh, what favourite Rod Stewart song? What, what have you got? Uh, Maggie May was my favourite, I think. You... Brilliant. Um, you know, I'm not... It wasn't a huge Rod Stewart, not to say I'm not a fan, but it wasn't my music. My, I was Be- Beach Boys for me. That oh, was brilliant. I was. God I, only uh, knows what. Indeed. Uh, the tune that's really good as well. <laughs> you want yeah. a Rod Stewart number fifth? <laughs> no, I think it's. That's called uh, Carrie. What's that program, my boy Corbin? What's his name? Uh, hi, James Corbin. I Jeremy heard. Corbin. James Corbin. <laughs> Corbin, no Corbin. Do you like him, James Corbin? Nah. Ah, he's quite, he's quite funny. He's, funny. A bit, he's, he's a bit. Um, I don't think he's. I don't think he's. Drowning in modesty, but he's, he's he's got a talent. But yeah, that, that the karaoke thing was good. It's good, isn't it? Uh-huh, right. Well, I see it. Have you got? Can no, you no, give us one? <coughs> Better in the morning for that. Right. That's Saturday night. Beach Boys. Saturday night. Yeah, stuff. my songs. Uh, my karaoke songs. Elton John, your song. Oh, a great song. 
We better crack the You can tell sometimes. everybody this is the song. This is your song. I'm oh, sorry. Um, right, here's a question for you. Ready for this? Go. You can pick four people to be in your motor. Who are we going? I need to get my own motor for a start. This is too wee. <laughs> hey, Jimmy Cranky in here, Four people in my... Right. It's a big question, that. Brian that. Wilson of the Beach Boys. He's a, have you seen the film? He's a genius, isn't he? He is a genius. Is that uh, true that manager like captured him? Huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, 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 a, he's a wee bit off the wall. I think the drugs got to him. Right. But the man is an absolute genius. Um, so Brian Wilson... Um, the it'd have to be Pelly who uh, although you know what I said no one will ever in my lifetime be a better player than Pelly. Messi's better. I have to it? say that Lionel Messi. I'm not saying he's better, but I'm I'm telling you he's getting there, mm. and and I'll make the judgment at the end of his career. But he's certainly what judgment is that on World Cups and, and stuff? Who, like who's, that? Yeah, you know you ha you can't say somebody's the best player in the world better than Pelly until they've ended their career. Mm. But he's certainly to be fair. I, I, I never thought I'd say anyone was better. So maybe, mind you, not Messi and Pele, I don't think you're in for the banter here, but you're talking about passengers. Yeah. So so far, it's a quite a boat. It's quite, a, and then, it's quite an intense and, journey and so far. Is, I'm going to lose you. This one would be um, the sexiest woman that ever lived. Oh, who's that? My missus. Oh, she's been in the back of the car. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I love it. <laughs> uh, Susan George. Susan Boyle? George. Oh, George, sorry. Better be George Boyle. <laughs> Susan George. Right, who's she? Uh, straw Dogs, Mandingo. She's a stunning actress, 70s. Not in her 70s. Right. Oh, well, she is actually now. <laughs> <laughs> She's, uh, she, she, um, but she, I, I just uh, fantasised over Susan George in the, in, in the 70s. I thought you'd have been like an own sister type of... No. no. Bellows and Drive. Right. Uh, look at the leafy suburb. Very suburb, suburb it's lovely, yeah. isn't it? So we moved here in 1956. Right. Because um, my dad died. He was in the fire station, in the fire service, and my dad died, just me and my mum. And this here is, Mo is Ashcott Drive. And I used to know... Is that yours there with the window? No, that's me over window, here. That's, <laughs> God, that's kind of a bit overgrown, but that tree. Go and get that cut. That, that. Is that two, your house number two one three up the stairs, four right. in the block, two one three. What one was the bedroom? They were both bedrooms facing this way. The living room went to the back. Two bedrooms. One. So my, so what happened was me and my mum. My dad died. Me and my mum moved here. Um, and then my mum remarried uh, the great a great man called Alex. Yeah, him and him and my brother and I acquired a stepbrother who I still love dearly and he's still. He lives down in Berwick Tweed, Jimmy, so we four, the four of us lived there. Um, and two bedrooms, me and Jimmy, my mum and dad. And, 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 and an idyllic, Simon, this was an idyllic upbringing here. I loved it. And one of my pal just down there. Um, you know, young girl across the road that I knew, and a girl that I went to school with in there. Two lads lived next door, Alan and Graham Dunn. It was it was a fantastic place in the school. Well, we'll take a, a, a barrel up to the old yeah, school. Let's see your school. Come on, let's we'll go and see, see the old school. Let's go and see where you made so an asset. <laughs> what we're driving is where I used to. By the way, I was a cover. Don't you? Start oh, you cover? Yeah. Well, so I, I used to. I used to. Um, this is my walk to school. We're driving now up Bellows and Drive. Right. I used to think that was a really big hill. It's amazing when you're 
But the next hill is very big. Up Dalerno. So you and your mates all walk to school together, eh? Well... Did your mum not drive now? I'm not on the drive. You never, it was a, you never saw a car. Did you know now? Never, never. My next door had a car. I think he was the only one in the whole of the drive. This is the school here, Park Primary School. Everything's on your doorstep, isn't it? Oh, that that seemed like a long school. walk in the old days, you know that? So you were a lazy wee bastard, eh? Uh, no, I wasn't. I wasn't. It was like the old school. Is it still, still a school, eh? Ah, huh? Of course it's still a school. This was, um, this was the playground. Well, and I'll show you. Oh, taken away. God, nothing remains the same. I only left there in 1963. There's the Chick Young statue. <laughs> God's sake. You've seen, seen me play then. Any other famous sons going on there? Uh, this, see, he, we used to play school here. We used to play football here. These buildings weren't in the playground. Oh, it's all changed. I know, see that? There's a thing there, Simon, with the two pillars. Right. Um, yeah, that the was the goal. So we used to play that, that building wasn't there. So we used to play across there. And I was always uh, my hero was John White, who played for Spurs in Scotland, right. uh, legendary and said, right, killed by Lightning in nineteen sixty-four. And I well, you know when you were when you're a kid, you um you used to always do a commentary when you're playing. John White was my hero, number eight for Spurs in Scotland. And I always, um, when I played even the charity team at Duke of Pumpers, and always the number eight jersey after George. And I, used to, I remember scoring a wonder goal in there. <laughs> oh, let's go, let's go. <laughs> Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. They were 1963, but that played across there at lunchtime, you know, playtime, breaks. Brilliant. brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. I think there's kids up in Peterhead that pretend to be Simon Ferry on there. Aye. Lunch break. Uh, but yes. all the ball. There's a lot of people need treatment there. <laughs> um, right, so we had three of your guests. Who it was? Susan, yeah. George, Pelly, and who was the first again? Uh, Brian Wilson. Oh, Brian Wilson, sorry, how can I forget? Right, we need a fourth. I think we need a bit of humour in this. Oh, although you well, could be quite. I, I would. <laughs> See that white. Uh, the white wall. That's that was built for the Paul, the Pope. It's not a wall. It's a, it's like a, a stage. Right. And that was that's where the Pope. Um, that's what he done. Had his an life. audience with these, with the people. It was it was incredible. How many people were there? You know now. Oh, I, I mean tens of thousands. Wow. In in the area, and because it happened twice, two different popes. Is this you getting to tell me that the Pope would be your fourth candidate? Well, he's got his own motor, hasn't he? He gets <laughs> he gets driven about so. So my, my my final the final man in the car, right? Without a shadow of a doubt, the funniest man I've ever met, another gentleman, Billy Connolly. Yes, great guest. He's been brilliant, brilliant to me over the years as well. And I ignited a few interviews and done stuff. Done stuff. I remember when he presented Celtic with the league championship trophy. Yeah. Um, he and they said <laughs> Celtic said. Right, no interview, Bill and I will be doing interviews. No, don't try and approach him. Fair enough. So after the game, after the presentation, he came up to me, check my boy, how are you? And 
I'm just down with the mic. He starts talking to me, so I just get a bit of microphone. We picked up. In this interview, for a man who wasn't doing interviews, about 17 minutes, it was a long time in radio, and uh, it was just insane. And it was like, I said, I, can't, I couldn't get out of the interview. It was like, the pilots fainted as they how to land the plane. <laughs> it was just going on and on. And he was just terrific talking about Celtic and, he, he, you know, his football and the, the Partick Thistle. You know, remember they, he said they thought they were called Partick Thistle nil. <laughs> so, and he, he, he was just amazing. And every time you meet him, he's so engaging and natural and, you know, he's, he's such an asset to this city. Uh, brilliant. Well, was that the, the game? John, we interviewed John Higgins on Open Go and he told that story that Billy was in the boardroom and you meant to wear a suit and, and smart shoes and Billy had three quarter lengths and a pair of flip flops. Uh, well, who, and who's going to throw Billy Connolly? Well, supposedly him and Fergus McCann were having a big argument in the, oh, that the boardroom. Was, uh, yeah. Brilliant, eh? This is us coming down the break road to, to Ibrox, which was... So at my house was diagonally across there through the park yeah. Yeah. we've driven round obviously but through the park uh, and my mother would, when I was a wee boy would not let me go to Ibrox because she thought she had some idea that the, the crowds were too big and uh, something would happen to me but I had a pal who was a Clyde fan and I had a pal who was a Third Lanark fan my, my buddy Brand. Mel yeah, Mel down there's Ibrox so that's it was a, it's a toddle from Moss Park to, to, to Ibrox Stadium so but my mother wouldn't let me go here because the crowds were too big, but I could go and watch. And going to Clyde at Shawfield these days involved two buses into the city and out of the city. And Cathkin was was a bus, and she would let me do that, but not let me come here, which is a walk. Would you argue with that, or would you just No, I just, it? just I, something, we eventually just come down, we just, you know, the last, we just call the last 20s, so you you could come down, they opened the gates here, and you could get into the ground. And I, I can remember the first time. I always thought football was played black and white because I just that's all I'd seen in the telly at the time, and it was the colour of mm. everything. But you know, I should have been. I was. I, I went to school. I was I should take to the school as well. So I took to my primary school. My mother went to that school there. Right. Ibrox Primary. So I did every reason in the world. My brother's a big Rangers fan. The family, my school, and all that. I just. I don't know. But I think I was a stubborn. I became a Hearts fan as a kid, Simon, which was Did just... Aye, uh, that was just ridiculous. Uh, you were thick at school. And I, 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 needed, I needed help. <laughs> so I didn't hear any government. But see, seeing that big crowd, obviously, in the massive stadium that is, we go face it and to the massive stadium at Ibrox, it must have been some buzz as a young kid to be... to live five minutes for the night. Well, yeah, I mean, you... you I mean, no, honestly, uh, uh, it was the bigotry thing I couldn't go... I mean, you get, I'm all for the laugh and the joke about it, but I couldn't stand... The whole big, you still can't get that. I don't, I don't get that. Support your team, by all means, but for the right reasons. And this is um, this is the, the legendary Copeland Road, of course. Is this the Copeland Road? Isn't it? So I don't know this area at all. Yeah, yeah. No, you wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> so this is. Um, I, was, I, I remember getting, my pal's got a garage around here, and I remember getting bringing my car when I was at the BBC ah, and on the West End. That's it there, is it not? No, no, it's not my pal's garage. Uh, let's get let's get his garage. We'll give him a wee. We plug. We'll drive past Jimmy's garage. Any good? Uh, I've got, well, <laughs> Jimmy, you paying for this advert? <laughs> <laughs> so that was the, that point was that was Col- that used to be called Colton Road Subway, and they've changed it to Ibrook. Right. And um, we, uh, again, I remember coming over here the, the subway from Hillhead. That was the quickest way. And a woman said, "I just said a ticket, please." She said, oh, check, pleasure to have you in the subway. Where are you going? 
I said, Copeland Road. And she said, where else would you be going? <laughs> she just gets a ticket. Modern day music, I want to ask you about. Who, who are you into modern? Just, um, as you say, Scissors Sisters. I, I downloaded, see this is good, see, uh, Lizzie, Lizzo. Lizzo, I don't know. Um, well, before this journey's over, I'm going to, when we, obviously I wouldn't download to play music while, while I'm driving. That Clearly, sound that went insane. <laughs> um, so, it was called Juice. Right. Good song. Is it, right? So you get wee gems every now and then. What about, sort of, uh, Jerry Cinnamon? I'm not hungry, thanks. <laughs> Bit early for that. <laughs> oh, you need to get on Jerry Cinnamon. It's Jerry Cinnamon. When you're driving, it's, uh, you get a proper bounce. Not the bounce you're used to, but... Um... <laughs> <laughs> no, Jerry Cinnamon, young Scottie. Well, not young, he's older, but good. Louis Capaldi, no? Well, I know... Uh, no. No? I know who he is. I know, at least I know who he is. Transmit, um, yeah, Transmit so, was yeah, just yeah. done. Do you not go that, no? No, no. I've got a bit of... I'm going to see uh, Cara Emerald next week. Very good. What, classic? No. See, I thought that was young person's music. Nah, not for me, mate. I've got a bit of Capaldi in my locker. Yeah. This is where my voice is at its best, Eddie. I wish that I was good enough If only I could wake you up My love, my love, my love, my love Oh, no, the lights oh, have gone to radio. The lights have gone to radio more time to sing. <laughs> this, this club has been, as I said, been going for... Well, the club's been going for... <laughs> Hundred years or something, but we—I've not been here for a hundred years, Simon. Despite yeah. what you think. <laughs> so have so you ever gone for a night out? This is. But going for a, a no hassle beer. You go in. You know, one of the boys will be sitting. We sit around the barrel, and we we put the world to rights. Yeah. Um, have done for, for a long time. Sitting watch what guys. Stop. Never miss it. <laughs> Never miss it. <laughs> oh, okay, nice. So this is Kags has a golf club. That's not my golf club. My golf club is. Pollock, right. which is over the other side of this estate. But this is Catholic Queen's Park, rugby football club. This is posh, isn't it? It's not posh. No? No, no. Right. Because they, the they won the league a few years ago, one of the lower divisions. And there's and your stretching group that you've missed today to come here. The running group that you've missed. They've been doing a stretch. See, there's, now there's Ches. These boys... Well, we'll shout Ches over. If you want to get Ches over, this will be good. We do volunteer work to make the club better. Cheers! Come, come here, come here. Come here and be in the telly. Thank you very much. Come on, over you come. He's doing his Royal Orbison impersonation. And <laughs> us, see the other old man beside him. That's my other pal. Oh, it's a great beard. I've just been talking about you in the telly. Come here. Come on, and then you come, lads. Come, come on. on, we'll meet you. Uh, you can, see, can see them on the, Go the GoPro. See, what happened, Simon? We're actually shooting a new episode of The Last of the Summer Wine here. <laughs> How is he in the club? How's checking the club? No, he's it. Is he? Uh, tell him I never in my life played rugby. Yeah, I must be honest. That's true. <laughs> I don't even think you've played enough. How come you went to... We're just discussing this. How come you went to the dark side and stopped playing football and started playing rugby? Oh, is this him, right? neck injury. And, uh, you got a neck injury, so you took yeah, up rugby? No, and drinking? I couldn't head the football at training. But did so we notice the difference in that? Uh, well, <laughs> that, that was just when the ball ballooned the back of the net. That was when oh, uh, 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 <laughs> I was in there. I think you showed Charlie how to do that. You ain't keep you any good at rugby? Oh, yeah, I can no, tell. No, yeah. no then. Not even 
Yeah. It's nice to meet you. Okay. See, see you later on. Cheers, boys. Road safety. Right. And I've, I've spoken to you before about it. I know how important it is. Obviously, yeah. your son Keith was, yeah. was involved in an accident. Well, you know, Keith, for those who don't know, my son was killed in a motorcycle accident uh, when he was 20, which is coming up for, for 20 years ago. Um, it'll, be it'll be 19 years ago in, in, in uh, January. Anyway, he... Um, he was a victim of somebody who made a, a basically a bad mistake. A guy did a U-turn. He was he was dropping his the, the fellow was dropping these kids for the school bus in the road between Bishopton and Langbank, and the school bus came, and he did a U-turn. I think well without looking. Keith was the pillion passenger on his own motorbike. His his pal was at the handlebars, uh, and they hit the guy turned in front of them. They hit him. Keith was killed. So I know the price of bad driving and the guy the guy um they want from a personal point of view I understand we all make mistakes and I understand that just personally he never he never has got in touch with me, never apologised or anything like that. He went to court. But I understand that people make mistakes and I have clearly and I didn't ride my motorbike for, for two years, but I could hear Keith saying to me Get on the bike again. Yeah. Get again. Because it, was, it wasn't it wasn't the bike that killed him, it was a car. So obviously you got less protection on a motorbike. And I think that gives you a sense of you know how vulnerable you are when, when you're I ride my bike and you know I've come down this motorway. And, and, and there's a there are a lot of idiots out there, and a lot of people make honest mistakes. And I see people driving and I thought, have you any idea of the price you have to pay or someone has to pay? If you make a mistake, and, and and if you went through what me, what I've gone through, what, what, what Sally, his mother's gone through, and his friends, you know, you just wouldn't drive that way again. And and you know, I, I was, I don't know, I was reckless, but I drove a different manner when I was when I was younger. And I've had okay, yeah, over the years I've had a, a you know a couple of speed tickets, but nothing nothing ridiculous. And I just think. That, that, that proves you make mistakes, but you just got to be aware. You, I think if you drive and you assume that everybody in the road is going to make a mistake any minute now, you maybe drive more carefully. Yeah. And it's, it was a hard, obviously it was a ridiculous a hard lesson to, to learn. See when you see people like on their phones and you just think, you realise, you know, the damage that you can do. Yeah, it takes, a, a, you know, an, an accident, a death can happen in a second. Yeah. You know, you look away and... You see people, I just go, and some of the people, I was driving along, Sinatra's driving Glasgow, and this guy, we were about 200, 300 yards maybe from the traffic lights. This guy came flying up like someone, but I hadn't, he wasn't in view, he suddenly was, he came up, overtook me, the wrong side of the road, came in, dived in front, went into inside lane. God only knows what speed he was doing. I actually took a photograph when the satellites. I got my camera, I took a photograph of him. Did you really? And I got the car, the registration number. I thought, I'm going to do something about this. And then turned right in the left-hand lane. And, and then we got along the road to the next set of lights. And I was and I, I was behind them. You know, what is it? What is the rush? What is he trying to achieve? What do you think he's going to achieve? So have you had a wee message for Peter? What would it be just to, to take your time and... You know, yeah, you, you, it's better to get there two minutes late than not get there at all. You know, and it, it only takes... 
it only takes a second to make a mistake. And he flew home. Oh, yeah! It's not an automatic, this. You can now eat that, man. Tell me. No, he didn't stop it, he didn't stop it. I think he did stop No, listen. Okay, I'll get it. Didn't stop it. Rescued it. Brilliant. What about um, travelling to football games in cars? you ever get any banter or stick on the road for supporters? Aye, I mean, your worst nightmare is getting stuck behind a supporters bus and driving. You know, but... yeah, I remember... I was... A black rover with cream up hopes at the time, and I drove into, a, <laughs> into to get petrol. A wee, a wee petrol station, just at Glen Eagles, always going to. Saturday, I was going up to a game at Dundee River, Saturday lunchtime in the late morning. Uh, and the guy in front of me, it was a black Jaguar in front of me, and I couldn't get the pump. The guy moved forward and I gave him the thumbs up, that was brilliant. Um, so again, and I've and I just about to get the car to get the petrol. This guy suddenly gets, comes out, goes in in my back of my car, and sits down, <laughs> counting his change. He's sitting in the car. So I turned around. <laughs> what the fuck? And the boy went, he looked up and he saw me. Fuck me, check young, he said. <laughs> what are you doing in my car? And the guy says, what? And what happened, he just looked at the corner, there was a black car with cream up the whole street, mine was too. And he went up there and just, did you get in the wrong Got car? Brilliant. Check by the way. Been an absolute pleasure. Simon, again. always, always a pleasure to see you, sir. Cheers, mate. Drive carefully, will you? Definitely. Don't be a man down. Leave your phone on the subs bench while driving. Drive, Drive smart. The Innocence Project gives a conservative estimate that there are over 20,000 innocent people currently locked away in U.S. prisons, convicted of crimes they did not commit. Unjust and Unsolved, a new true crime podcast from investigative journalist Maggie Freeling and the Obsessed Network, tells the stories of these people and these crimes. Maggie began the project by sending letters to people in prison whose stories haunted her, and she heard back from nearly all of them. They all wanted their stories to be heard. Each episode focuses on a single case. The stories are told through original interviews with the convicted person, their loved ones, lawyers, and advocates. Maggie examines the crimes, sharing all the evidence pointing away from the convicted person, and, in some instances, presenting the case for other suspects. Unjust and Unsolved is a compelling mix of investigative journalism and true crime storytelling. Find Unjust and Unsolved in all Obsessed Network podcasts wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.